Hello, I'm Alan Lindsay, and welcome to the CFA UK In Conversation podcast. This is the show for investment professionals all about issues, interests, and insights in today's profession. In this episode, I'll be chatting with Alberto Gallo, the Chief Investment Officer and Co-Founder of Andromeda Capital Management here in London. Andromeda is an absolute return fund specializing in global macro and credit strategies. And Alberto himself has two decades of experience in the fixed income markets. But today, we're, we're going to discuss the dramatic shift in perceptions towards inflation and interest rates over the past year or so and what it means for the markets. So uh, let me start off by saying welcome, Alberto. I'm, I'm really glad you could join us today. Hi, Alan. Thanks for having me. So here's my first question for 10 points. Uh, has the multi-decade bull market for bonds, has it, has it nearly paused, Alberto? Or do you think um, yields are going to trend upward from here? This is a great question. Uh, it's essentially about whether you believe the world is mean reverting or, or not. Uh, we think the world is not going to revert to low yields. And there's a lot of reasons to believe that. The main one is we're in a big geopolitical shift. There's a lot of regime change. And the economic model of the West, which was based on cheap energy from Russia and cheap goods from China, uh, is now under question. Putin wants uh, a high oil price and China is becoming more and more isolated. And it's no longer possible to have low interest rates uh, rising asset prices and low inflation. So inflation is going to be sticky and bond yields are going to stay high from here. We actually think that central banks will have to hike even higher next year. Well, that's interesting. That brings me to my next question. It's really about the Federal Reserve these days and what they're doing. Um, and so do you believe the, the U.S. Federal Reserve has, has caught up with market expectations for inflation these days? I mean, I see... You know, I see stock markets trying to come back, but at the same time, I see the U.S. Treasury and Bund, German Bund 10-year yields at near decade highs, and I, would, I wouldn't describe them as coming down from those 10-year highs. Central banks have a very difficult uh, job today because they need, to, they need to hike, but they cannot cause too much trouble in financial markets and in the economy. Uh, that would force them to stop. For example, in 2018, this is exactly what happened. They, they hiked too fast and they were forced to reverse. Today, central banks are no longer in the driver's seat. Inflation is sticky, it's persistent, and um, interest rates need to go higher. But the pace is very important. So it's a bit like hiking on a mountain. You know, If you go too fast, then you, you go out of breath and then you have to stop. Um, what the Fed has been doing is lowering its pace. So they're going to hike uh, 50 bips uh, each meeting instead of 75 bips. But going slower actually means they can hike more. They can go higher. So we believe that the terminal rate for the Fed next year is, um, is closer to 6% than the 5% the market is uh, currently thinking about. The second um, interesting point is how long will the Fed keep interest rates uh, at that level. And currently markets are pricing in cuts uh, very soon after the Fed would reach the, the terminal rate. We actually think that um, you know, the Fed needs to stay high uh, for uh, at least nine to 12 months to let inflation uh, 
uh, deflate, you know, so to let the um, the persistent inflation be absorbed by the system. And probably this will also mean some pain in in job markets and uh, and in the credit markets. So we do think that you know unemployment has to go higher from the current level of um, you know just three and a half percent. And you know. Chair Powell told us what he's looking at. He's looking at uh, quits. He's looking at um, you know turnover in job market. Uh, but so far, the U.S. job market is very solid. Risk assets are very solid, and that means that means the Fed can keep going. Okay, and and that probably explains why. I mean, I, I, it seems the bond market continues to be very nervous. The bond options price. Uh, pricing in uh, a lot of volatility. I'm just looking at that uh, B of A move index. The bond volatility is quite high. But what I wanted to ask you about, I know you're a fixed income specialist, but I noticed that equity options markets are not pricing in the same volatility. The, the sort of skew index suggests that people are not that bearish on equities. Is one side wrong here? Um, what, what, what do you think is going on? 2022 was really a year of um, policy reversal for central banks. So interest rates were um, the, the where the action, um, you know, was was happening. Yes, there was volatility, a little bit of volatility in equities, a bit of volatility in credit markets, but it's really interest rates that climbed from near zero, you know, to uh, to five percent, four or five percent in the U.S. And, and and in Europe as well. So this was the big surprise this year. No one expected, you know, the terminal rate for the Fed to be five or even six percent uh, six nine months ago. However, risk assets have moved very little. Stocks have priced in higher interest rates, but they haven't priced lower earnings. Credit markets have priced higher risk-free rates, but they haven't priced higher default rates. And so this is the real test for 2023 in our view whether the economy will be able to sustain higher interest rates or if capital structures that were used to fund 2-3% will have to face restructuring. And there is a lot of companies that are unsustainable that kick the can at 2-3% interest rates and will have to restructure their debt. And so the same is true for sovereigns. There's been a lot of restructurings in emerging markets, if you think about Sri Lanka, Ghana, Pakistan. So eventually the Fed will keep interest rates high until something breaks. That's been true in every hiking cycle. So we think that if you look at the VIX and, and equity volatility now, there is complacency. There is complacency in the equity market in the US in particular, and there's complacency in the credit market in US high yield markets. We think this is going to change next year. Coming back to, to bond markets specifically, do you think um, any complacency has set in in the UK gilts market? Because if we go back a month ago or so, it was mayhem. Uh, and is things have calmed down with yet another government in the UK. Do you think that, you know, the worst is, has passed for the UK gilts market now, or are we really just in the eye of the storm, as you kind of seem to be saying for the um, US Treasury market? Unfortunately, the UK policymakers have put themselves into, into a lose-lose situation. The government over the past few years has been uh, spending a lot uh, for um, uh, in order to boost consumption uh, and to counter the effect of COVID, but there's been very little structural spending to improve productivity. And so you end up with a country that's very reliant on imports. The UK imports 50% of all goods, 70% of vegetables is imported. Uh, it imports capital. 
uh, with uh, with a deficit. It imports people, although today it's more difficult to come here after Brexit, uh, and exports services. But with a very high level of debt to GDP today and with a very high level of household debt, it is very difficult for the UK to do the same as the United States for the Bank of England to hike rates and defend the currency. The difference is while the United States have a lot of um, goods that they export, including oil, the UK is a net importer. So when the pound goes down, there is a direct immediate feedback loop into inflation. And so not only inflation in the UK is sticky, but it's also potentially spiraling higher as we see more and more workers asking for raises as uh, imported goods uh, become more expensive. So normally what should happen in this situation is that the Bank of England should hike rates to a similar level compared to inflation expectations, but interest rates in the UK are still extremely low and real rates, so inflation, the differential between inflation and nominal rates are, are extremely negative. So we're looking at double-digit inflation also in 2023 and interest rates you know, in the mid to low single digits. This is going to keep pressure on the pound. Eventually, it's possible that the Bank of England will have to hike, but um, it is constrained uh, by the level of leverage in the housing market and and in the government uh, in the in the sovereign so it is a loose loose situation either you let your currency go down slowly and unfortunately people become poorer with inflation or you hike rates fast but you risk a sudden stop and a crisis in asset prices and in the property market not much of a choice there and then now finally let let's try to look ahead to a better time at least for bond markets what signals are you looking for or would you would make you believe economic indicators, whatever, that the Fed could pivot on rate hikes? Is it, is it simply employment uh, or is it, are there other things you're looking for? So here there's two sets of um, indicators. One uh, are indicators linked to the economy, which is what um, the chairman has uh, suggested in the last meeting. So looking at the job market, the, the turnover in the job market, the number of quits, obviously unemployment, and so all these things that are indicators of fragility in the job market might make the Fed a little bit more dovish. For now, there is no fragility. It's a very strong job market. The second thing that we look at are um, accidents in financial markets. Now, we all know about the LDI crisis in the UK, where pension funds had sold protection, you know, sold volatility on interest rates, and then the rapid rise in interest rates created margin calls across pension funds and, and insurers. If the Fed hikes rates very quickly, you know, there are accidents that, that can happen in US financial markets and, and also outside of the US. And one area of worry is the housing market in the, in the United States, uh, in the real economy, as well as you know, the, the financial instruments linked to, linked to housing. So essentially, until something breaks in the financial system, historically, the Fed has not uh, stopped hiking. Uh, we think inflation next year in the US, uh, according to our models, it's going to be between three and a half and and five and a half, six percent. So pretty sticky above target. And we think that until we see unemployment going at least around five, up to around five percent from three and a half currently, or some bigger widening in spreads or bigger declines in housing in the US, you know, we think the Fed has both the willingness and the ability to, to move. It sounds like bad news, but uh, it's not so bad to have some uh, asset bubbles deflate and, um, you know, and, and the economy being able to run uh, with, uh, with cheaper assets going forward and higher interest rates. 
I think the term we're looking for is normalization. That's right. Uh, okay, Alberto, it's been great to chat with you. Thanks so much for your time. Uh, really appreciate it. And thank you all very much for listening. Uh, look out for our next podcast, the details of which are in the regular CFA UK newsletter, or subscribe to CFA UK's SoundCloud channel. You can find out more at www.cfauk.org slash podcast. So again, Alberto, thanks very much. Thank you.